Master, sir? I heard Yoda talking about midichlorians. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? But Master Yoda said I should be mindful of the future. But not at the expense of the moment. Be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. Remember, Obi-Wan, if the prophecy is true, your apprentice is the only one who can bring the force back into balance. I'm a Jedi. I know I'm better than this. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. <laughs> oh, I'm doing sign language. I'm doing ASL. Are you are you certified ASL Tuscan Raider? I am. It's really how you do inclusion the right way. You definitely peaked right there, by the way. That's okay. You'll make it funnier. Good. I'm I peak. I'm at peak <laughs> humor right now. We're prequel apologetics. The show. The show. <laughs> it's a podcast. Actually. It's a podcast. I'm Seth, and you're Reagan. We've we've long laid dormant. Um, well, it's been a crazy year. It's no excuse. It's fans, <laughs> fans of this program, we let you down. We right let now, you... America hangs in the balance, and we went. Well, right, j- j- just an update. I don't know if anyone's listening. <laughs> we don't have we don't have a president. We're waiting every day. Please tell us who's in charge. Please to tell us who to worship. I just want to know. That would be I good. Submit my life to. That would be good. But pre- we said prequel apologetics. It's time. It's time to help America. Did you so notice? We came back. Did you notice that uh, when you're watching this episode? What episode? <laughs> of the Mandalorian. We're gonna talk about. We're soon. talking about Mandalorian. Hold on. Is there a new season? There's a new season. I was talking about America. I will... Okay, shut up. There's a part where both some some characters wear Boba Fett's armor. Looks great. However, in the corner... You're getting so far In the ahead. corner, there's some numbers. Okay. The numbers were, were Michigan's votes coming in. <laughs> in my lifetime, Disney Plus was using a focus wow. beacon to get new okay. votes. Anyway, really sorry, guys. We, this is like a trust fall. You were starting to love us. You were starting. We were starting to hear from you daily. Honestly, you were harassing us. It was annoying, but we kind of liked it. <laughs> you, do, you, you did a trust fall, and we we whiffed it. We let you fall. Yeah, my back. bad. However, Actually, it's more than Reagan's fault. Mandalorian is here. We have a purpose to exist again. Return of the Jedi will happen. It'll be strong. We'll be, build back better. Well, the first Make episode America of Return of the Jedi oh, is out. Oh, yeah, it is out right now. And it's good. It's it's really good. It's real good. Please forgive any audio. The audio clips. peaks a little bit. But we wanted to say we're back. I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> yeah. And also... We've returned. We, we heard from a fan. His name is Ben. He said, hey, where are you guys at? And uh, it was like a cold... Slap of water in the face, and slap of water. It's time to get back to work. Slap of water. What does that mean? Anyway, we're back, and we're here to talk about the Mandalorian, our favorite show. Because Mandalorian, we're not talking about the old Mandalorian. There's a new season. The new season. The second season. Exactly. We're not Ex- here. To, exactly. We're not here to return to old gripes <laughs> and constantly critique the exact same story failures. We're here to critique the new ones. <laughs> we're here to talk about the complete and utter failure of season one through a new lens. So, in in, in a different way. Mandalorian season one was a prequel to this season, <laughs> so our mandate is still justified. But to be clear, Mandalorian new Star Wars content, we're always checking that out. We want to see how it fits, and it's clear that there'll be Jedi. This clear is gonna be new Mandalorians, and we just want to see how it's clear there'll be Jedi. Look, we are custodians of Star Wars. Okay. We are the guardians. The, the task somehow cosmically Wait, has fallen to we us. We have to talk about something. Yes, please. You, everyone out there knows a man named Kanye West. Kanye West. I know you think Obi's gonna get tired now. Don't jump, Anakin. I got the higher ground. 
What did he recently he? say about the Star Wars prequels, which justifies our mandate? He said the Star Wars prequels are way better than the di- new Disney films. Mm-hmm. And he said they On are... the Joe Rogan podcast, the program, the, the Joe Rogan experience. As as a listener of great podcasts, maybe you've listened to that one as well, but... I actually hate him. <laughs> Not you, the listener. Ah. The listeners. Ben. Mr. Ben and Colin ben and uh, whoever else. Weston, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, them. <laughs> Um, they exist. <laughs> Say their name. But he said the prequels were George Lucas. He said the sequels were Disney corporate. Yeah. Here's what we think you want, Here's not a work of art. I heard that and I went, Every, we're, 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 we're doing a good thing. We've got to get back to work. Because even Kanye, he just saw it and he said- Because he's not a film guy. He said, that's the return, that's the story of Darth Vader. Yeah. To him, it didn't matter. He didn't get bogged down. Yeah. CGI, oh, acting's a little right. Which we just goes Darth Vader. He just said, "Wow, this story needs to be told. Kids need to see that. Yeah. That's an important story." He said, "Revenge of the Sith." I watched that ten times during COVID. <laughs> that film single-handedly made him run for president. Wow. I believe that he unfortunately did fail quite uh, miserably, hum- humiliatingly. However, we believe that our podcast will buoy him to a second. Look, he was not run. on the ballot in our state, so I, mean, I can choose him. I, I could not. I'm perhaps may have chosen. Chosen him. him. Would would have chosen. So anyway, okay, that's where we are. We just. Prequel apologetics is justified. Star Wars prequels are good. That's our mandate. We're gonna we're gonna trash talk the Mandalorian now. <laughs> trash talk. Let's go. Well, actually, general impressions. Let's just start there. Um, so, okay. The first thing I want to say yeah, is, I was I I did not expect this to be good because they made it. Not only did they make an, a whole season of Star Wars in a year, <laughs> less than a year, because it's been year. a year since that's it came year. out. Yeah. So there's that. And I went, there's no way it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be rushed. And they made it during COVID? <laughs> and I went, the whole film industry shut down, but Disney's making Star Wars? So there's some shenanigans there, Uh-oh. of course. But I didn't expect it to be good. Was it good? The ending was good. The ending was awesome. Mm-hmm. The first, what, 30 minutes, 40 minutes? But, yeah, but 40. Pretty bored. I was bored. But the ending, there's an action sequence at the end. Star Wars fans get to see a crate dragon in the flesh. Mm-hmm. You get to see Mandalorians flying around. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's really cool. Great filmmaking. Honestly, that's the best action sequence in the whole show. It's the, by far. There's nothing in close. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you were like the season eight um, TIE fighter battle. That's the only thing that, that I mean, even, this even is, registers on the Richter scale of action. Right. This is way better. <laughs> on the yeah. Lucas scale of action. The yeah, Lucas absolutely. scale. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, I, so I watched this again because I, I care about our fan base. I actually care. Um, I don't. I care. I care. I play golf today. Um, <laughs> typical. Typical <laughs> conservative. Anyway, um, I watched it again, and I realized I, I was a little harsh on it because we, we had actually watched this during the election, which why that happened, I don't know. Well, So we were, we were kind of watching it a little distractively. I probably being, colored your opinion. For being I was, honest. I was hating pretty bad. But however, I watched it, like you said, bored. I was bored. And then the ending comes, and I go, wait, this is randomly really good. I mean, really good. Mm-hmm. So then I watched it again. I kind of had new eyes, and mm-hmm. I said, this might be better than I thought it was. Eyes to see. You're still I had good. eyes to see. Um, Jesus appeared to me on the road to Damascus. He said, man, my season two is really good, by the way. <laughs> and um, this episode's a little bit better. So I, I do want to maybe correct. I want to I cure your mail-in votes of hatred and change them <laughs> to, Job, I mean, uh, votes of love. Anyway, so let's get into it. Comment. General impressions. Um, Where I did that. Uh, the door side. <laughs> this episode begins. So, oh, <laughs> we talk, I think we talked about this the last last season. 
years ago at this point. But they're doing this LED wall thing. They're not, they're doing obviously some green screen, obviously visual effects, but they're doing this thing where all their sets are generated by these LED walls. Really cool, it's a new thing we've seen. However, it also has led to a certain amount of laziness. And I think we can say that you and I have gotten better at telling when it happens. And so this first mm -hmm. shot where he's just kind of- Especially you. I'm, I'm really smart, I'm really <laughs> smart. He's walking into this town and it's kind of dark and it's clear the set just begins a foot away from the camera and he's just walking into a pool of light and you can you can almost tell how the background doesn't quite doesn't quite clearly fade into the dark horizon of where this planet is we don't know and he's he's just walking that was my gripe is Mandalorian uh, walking, walking. <laughs> we're still walking he's still walking yeah. however this is kind of cool so he's walking and it's this kind of dark town it's been this graffiti you don't really know what's going on it's just it's kind of cool how they're setting things up well there's there's st street lights you street see lights. a city in the background mm -hmm. and he's walking in these kind of Spotlights from streetlights hanging above, and um, and you see just red eyes, red eyes in the darkness, kind of Jawa-like, but you, you, they're not Jawas. They're it's a, it's a kind of scary creature. I'm gonna go ahead and say that a society that depends on streetlights to defend itself from yeah. brutal murders, as we'll see later, yeah, maybe that society is not a good one. <laughs> sure, but the Star Wars fan and both of us, we just started going, oh, this is a neat idea. It was really cool. Maybe they. You know, maybe this was originally a mining planet. Yeah. What if they mine... They mine too deep. They mine too deep. They awaken something dark. What if they mine daylight on this planet? Oh, my gosh. That would be Well, neat. I think I even said that what if the people, when they get to you, the dark the dark beings, the dark mm -hmm. beings, we'll call them that, dark beings, <laughs> you, be, you become one. You join the dark horse. Interesting. The dark horse. We'll call See? Them, we're going to call them dark horse. So, now. and we Dude. love, the, one of the most beautiful things about Star Wars is it just gets your imagination going What if like episode that? nine, when there's just a... I am all of the Sith, and there's just all those Sith. What if they are them? And the little, the little creatures. Yeah. What if they're just the little Siths? They're sure. Siths. You shied the line on. Anyway, the it makes no sense. In the society, it's strange though. It's cool. Is, it's really cool, but it is strange. I, I gotta be honest, because if the society was built around, <laughs> we need some light. You think it'd be a bit more obvious, but like maybe he's in the slums or whatever. But yeah. you just think that they would have like a lot more infrastructure to pre prevent what happens. Sure, later. maybe not spotlights. Spotlights. Maybe a gigantic maybe tube of light. Like a big tube of light. Sure. And like there's like a fake sky. Like they've like terraformed sure. this planet. Camino or something. They have they had they've had to destroy the planet in order to, to survive there. Be cool. Anyway, they get to the door. To a door. There's a door. And there's a a uh, Twilik. A Twilik mm -hmm. man. A mm -hmm. uh, 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 male. And he says, mm. And he says, I'm here to see this dude. I actually didn't, did not catch his name on the second rewatch, and I didn't really care. Didn't care? <laughs> I didn't care. Cyclops. Cyclops guy. Cyclops boy. And he says, enjoy the fight, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, and they go in. And it's actually kind of cool. The music in the season is pretty good. It's kind of like, doo, doo, doo. And you go in, and it looks like it's an actual set. There's a fighting ring. I don't know if you noticed this, but above it, there's kind of like a United Nations. just like all these flags. Really? And there's two Gamorreans. And they, they're fighting with sonically enhanced axes. Axes, yeah. I like the Gamorreans. Really cool. They look kind of skinny, though. Okay, so the Gamorreans look cool. I think this is, this is a problem with um, something look really good in low light mm. being exposed to like bright stadium lights. Mm -hmm. They just didn't. They didn't. Something about them look wrong, and they look the the, the legs exactly would look too skinny. Mm -hmm. Maybe they just been training. Maybe they're underfed. But look, they sure look, they're they look, slaves. They look bad. They're slaves. Look bad. They look, <laughs> they look bad. Russell Crowe, when he was an underfed slave and gladiator, looked better. I've never seen that film. Yes, you have. I have. <laughs> anyway, um, and <laughs> he goes in there. And he sits by this kind of white-coated Cyclops man. And we were not a big fan of this alien design. No, it was terrible. However. It was terrible. It, it was terrible. It was not good. It however, was the typical Disney however. sequel alien claptrap. 
However, there was a bit of Canto bite in him, and I kind of like that. I saw that. Okay, that's my generous reading. He kind of had this kind of casino jacket. Apparently, on. that was John Leguizamo, who's a great actor. I love him. John Leguizamo. Is that the kind of the fat guy from Frasier? Not at all. <laughs> no, from a. It's always funny in Philadelphia. No, stop. John Leguizamo is, um, I think he's Mexican, Mexican-American. He's a really good actor. He's in, we watched him recently in The Happening. He is Mark Wahlberg's buddy. Oh, yeah. whoa. I totally see it now, the face structure. Yeah. Wow. That just, I, that solved everything. It's kind of cool because he's, John Leguizamo is this kind of really good character actor. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he, he got his start in the Super Mario Brothers movie playing Luigi. <laughs> In that movie, Bob Hoskins, a British man, a British white man, and Whoa. John Leguizamo, a Latino young man, neither, are, are neither brothers. Italians. Neither Italians. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that. There's love in that. There's love in my heart for that love film. Heart. Anyway, there should not be. John Leguizamo can, kind of became this really accomplished, respected character actor. Yeah. And now he's in Star Wars, and I just went. Psychops. It's kind of cool. It's kind of like an. Uh, it was kind of like a Werner Herzog kind of get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but of course, like Werner Herzog, they're gonna ruin it. By doing nothing important. Oh, yeah. So they sit together, and the Mandalorian <laughs> says, "Hey, I, I guess they establish some communication." He says, "Hey, look, I'm looking for some Mandalorians," and then the guy says, "Are you a betting man?" Kind of doing this kind of evil thing, and he says, uh, "No, I'm not really. I'm not really betting." He says, "I'll bet. I'll bet this information against your best card." He says, "I don't. I don't want to leave it to chance." He says, "I don't leave. I don't leave anything to chance. I'll bet you the information that that Gamorian wins." And the Gamorian goes in for a killing sweep, and he, he whiffs it. And he says, mm. and he shoots the guy, in the, the Gamorian, in the chest. And everybody goes, ah! And at that moment, he t- swings the gun on the Mandalorian and says, I'm going to take that best car from you. And all his henchmen go, <laughs> And uh, Mandalorian's kind of pinned. He actually gets gunned down, killed. Well. Whistling birds. Yeah, it's... Whistling birds are wise I'm, for those who well, use them. I'm sorry, man. There's just, there's just no tension. When whistling birds exist, um, especially when you can only use them once. Especially when they have to recharge. The whistling birds um, cool down. <laughs> they make a loud yeah sound. Does, does, does anybody go? We stay that way. There's this old anime uh, that I remember from my childhood uh-huh. about a boy who has a spirit gun. Is that kind of like that? It's kind of like that, mm. sort of. But He's... he holds his finger up, does a gun pose, and he uses his spiritual energy to, sh- to shoot. He was pew pew. But here's the thing: he can only use it once per episode. That's convenient. It's cool. That's convenient. It's cool because the whole episode he's going, I can use my spirit gun to win, but then I'll be totally exhausted. I can't use it anymore. Gotcha. He's so, using his spirit. His spirit. Mm. So is, <laughs> there's a, there's tension there, right? What if when he fights there's the no dragon, he just goes, mostly birds. <laughs> <laughs> Done. No problemo. So, there's no tension yeah. uh, for whistling birds. To be fair, to be fair, this is the beginning. This is a return. This is a, kind of the cold open to this episode. Yeah. Tension is not what I need. It's more like, Mandalorian's back in the saddle. Mandalorian's cool. He's cool. So there's a really funny part that even you, even you, the greatest cynic of all time, <laughs> you kind of chuckled when this, that sound happened and man and the the baby kind of went. Yoba went. Oh yeah, he closed. <laughs> he, he closed, closed the. What is it called? The parasol. Parasol. No, that's not right. We used to know. Bassinet. Oh, so wait, this is so long ago. I don't remember. The pram. The pram. The pram. Exactly. <laughs> Why is it called a pram? I don't know. So whistling like birds push the pram a lot. Whistling birds kill everybody except. The main bad guy. They would have killed Yoba if he didn't close his his thing, his shutter. And then there's this really funny editing here where all the guards go down, and the Mandalorian guard, who by the way, whose probably friend was just brutally murdered mm-hmm. by his boss, mm-hmm. he goes full on bum rush on the Mandalorian. He, <laughs> he jumps <laughs> off the stadium in kind of a a, a John Cena move. <laughs> And he just misses, and he smashes into the bench. And then I think he's just done. 
There's some bad editing here. You know those t- those times in movies when the the hit doesn't quite land, so they take some frames away. Yeah. But that, in combined with the handheld shooting, <laughs> there's some bad. So anyway, he's got all these henchmen. He's got Devorian. He's got these Twi'lex. Devoronian. Devoronian, the kind of the demon-looking guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's in there. You said Devorian. Anyway, um, uh, I hope that was registered. Anyway, uh, they all fight him. He stabs him. Whatever. Um, takes him out. No problem. Because Beskar cannot be hurt. Cannot any, be hurt by anything it, except only emotionally. Because we see this later in the episode. How apparently no, I, I can't go do that far ahead. But anyway, <laughs> it, sh- it was shown here that putting a gun into literally almost hundreds of joints in the armor really negates the armor. Right. What are you talking about? So. Just to, to update, Beskar is so powerful. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is apparently so valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, it, can, it can block anything. It can, but it has it all can, these exposed... armor has all these exposed... It can exposed. block a sniper blast on, from miles right. away. But it has all these exposed parts? It's That's all, what you're saying? I mean, it's just a yeah. plate in the front. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. when they put the guns out on him, there's just his neck, his side, his torso. It's what, just like... What it really oh, needs to be is a like armor. stormtrooper armor. Exactly. Or a... Or a uh, what do you call it? Like a, a power suit armor. Exactly. Oh, it's like like yeah. It's like some energy or something like that. Ooh, like, I get why. It's a good comparison. Chain you know, ma- chainmail, kind of like Samus in Metroid. That whole thing. That would be good. Yeah, I get why they couldn't do it because then the costume probably would have to be CGI because you just couldn't be that mobile. I get well, it. well, no. The, well, the problem is that they're <laughs> retrofitting this dumb character named Boba Fett, and they've turned it into this lore of this hey is now, the most amazing hey armor ever created. Star Steel. Exactly. That, no, that's the problem. That is the problem. That's a big problem. Oh well, and it gets it's okay. gets way worse later. Anyway, so he beats these bad guys. The guy, the Cyclops man, runs out, and he says, "Uh oh!" And he uses his grappling gun to wrap up his legs. He hoists him up on this street lamp. And he says, "Hey, look, I'm I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you." And he says, "No, no, wait. I'll tell you. Please, if if you if you promise not to kill me, look, I I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you where the other Mandalorians. The are. threat worked. The threat worked because he wants to learn where the other Mandalorians are. We'll talk about this later." Does he? Some weird. Yes. Is that what's happening? So there's some weird dialogue here that that <laughs> happens with your favorite lady, the the the, the Tatooine. Oh, her. Her. Basically, yeah. Amy Sedaris. The dialogue is. She's okay. There, it informs this is. I've been quested to return this one to his kind, his kind meaning Jedi. Mandalorians know where Jedi are. They do. That is the assumption. Wait, he says that. He says basically that later. This but why? Says. But he doesn't know. He. Well, that's the thing though. The the old lady, remember the the uh, smelter girl? Yeah, she the says, armorer. Yes, uh, the warrior race of Jedi eons ago have always fought the Mandalorians, and our people have been united. Something like that. It's stupid. <laughs> so, for some reason, he's not looking for Jedi. He's looking for Mandalorians, which is the plot of this episode. It's stupid. So he says, "Tell me where the Mandalorians are. I won't kill you." He says. But you won't kill me. That only works if you've never seen Star Wars before. Well, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> no, I forgot. Uh, and uh, and uh, he puts the gun to him and he says, look, you won't die by my hand. It was really, a really sweet gesture. <laughs> he this, says, this is Batman again, he is Tatooine and the, what's his name? Dan? Dan says, dude. I Din. I, Dan. He goes to Tatooine and he says. Well, you didn't say how the, how, how the Cyclops died. I'm getting there. Dan says, look, I've been to Tatooine, dude. There's no Mandalorians there. I've been there. Maybe you're talking about me. He says, right. no, no, no. There's another one. Mos Pelga, the city of Mos Pelga. He says, okay, cool. Thanks. S- city's kind of Tatooine. Strong. Tatooine it is. He walks away. He says, dude, you, you didn't save me. He says, that wasn't part of the deal. He actually, and then, you can't leave me here. And then he shoots 
the streetlight out, and you see that the red eyes kind of converge. And you start screaming. That's mean. It's mean, and also, well, it's, it's kind of bad. Ooh. That was bad. A rare slip up from Reagan. I did that. Nope. I meant to say B-A, but for some reason in my mind, I said, I said it. I love I that. I do apologize to the listeners. To I love that. I don't swear. I don't. Ah! Anyway. It's okay. It's not okay. I'll have to edit that out. Interesting. Anyway. This is how I am when I hit, when I hit a, 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 when I three putt in golf. This is what happens to me. This is your cross you, to bear. You, you say a lot of that words that happens. I've no, but there. I'm saying the way you are feeling right now, Somehow. you just go, how did I do that? This is my rule. How did I do that? Yeah, that's how I, I feel when my, I... Oh, my one right. rule. That's how I feel when I three-putt. I go, what are you doing? Batman. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um, he shoots the spotlight, which leads the... Ooh. He, he leads the spotlight, shoots the spotlight, and that leads the... The dark course. The, the dark course, oh, the dark, as we call The dark course, as, the, as some call them. <laughs> as some call them. They've been called. They are starting to devour this man. However, by shooting this, the daylight, the, the streetlight, for just a moment, the Mandalorian is just as exposed in the shadow as the guy is. He's strong. So I kind of thought it was dumb. There's another streetlight that he walked into. He walked into it. Thank you. The LED His moved. ship was right there. <laughs> His ship, he landed an inch away. <laughs> anyway, and it goes. Yeah. I didn't think about how morally dubious was that was at the time. But because isn't he a nice man now? The whole project of the of the whole season was hard gold. Yeah. Yep. Oh well, brutally murdered. I wanted to talk about the unless the red guys are helping him. They're helping. They're going to take him home. Two eyes. They're going to take him home. He has one eye. He becomes one of them. He's got two red eyes. Cool. That's great. I wanted to mention the Gamorreans. <clears throat> Please. Uh, way back... They have what, kilts on, don't they? They have little skirts. Weird. Yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah. The, what I want to say is pretty simple. Just way back... Uh, oh, I remember what you're... I know what you're going to say. You're going to know what I'm going to say? You, you, way back in the day, you got really excited when John Favreau Yeah, John Favreau shared... He tweeted um, a picture of a Gamorrean, and I went, oh, cool. We're going to see those again. And I liked the new design. It looked more realistic. Mm-hmm. We could not see the skinny legs at the time. He was hiding them. He but was I was, his hand. of course, me being, I guess, an imaginative person, <laughs> I went, can you imagine if Mando teams up the way he teamed up with IG-11? Yeah. yeah okay, 11. I forgot who was the real character for a second. 11? <laughs> but just imagine Mandalorian's got some problems, but what you can do with it is you can just do cool little Star Wars fun stories. Well, for some reason, Mandalorian, he is a man of culture. And he's able to oh. unify all types of people. Tuscan Raiders. Right. Gamorians. Except the Gamorreans. Except the Gamorreans. He has to kill them. But, right. But I, I just remember thinking that could be a cool thing in season two is seeing him interact with the Gamorrean. But then in the first episode, it's just it, it, they didn't really do anything with it. Mm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It was over and done. Well, to further that point, in this episode and episode five of last season, he's shown to kind of – because remember, he's with that hothead guy that you like and – um He's like, I hate Tuscan Raiders. He says, I need to talk to him. And they right. Have, that, that first time right, 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 right. But then in episode two of that season, he gets with the Jawas and he hates the Jawas. Now that the Jawas stole a ship, I get it. Big grievance. But he... he, he Racial did, grievance. It, remember, it's it's actually... It's actually... Uh, what's his face? The Ugnaught. Quill. Quill. He's the one who makes him see the light in the Jawas. Remember right. when they're yeah. negotiating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of an inconsistent totally. thing unless Quill taught him that. But it doesn't seem to be that way because, I mean, like... He literally that like, would have been good. Knew the culture of the Tuscan Raiders. It seemed like he knew. Them. You're right. So anyway, big big uh oh there. Anyway, could have been better. Um, then we cut to Tatooine. He gets there. He lands. He lands in the. He lands in Mos Espa. Mos Espa. The exact no. place was where he is. Mm-hmm. He lands in Mos Eisley, which is where oh, Amy Sedaris right. was. Yep. Yeah. So he lands there and back at Tatooine. Were you a little fatigued by Tatooine? Of were course. You, would you kind of go? Ugh. Yeah, of course. Star Wars. You groaned. You screamed. 
I didn't. I did not groan. Fatigue's maybe not the right word, but... Wow. Tatooine appears in every Star Wars prequel. Yeah. That's cool. Every Star Wars project. Medium. Except episode five. Yeah. That's just a mistake. Maybe <laughs> it the movie should, sucks. It should have been <laughs> the there. The movie sucks. should have been there. We have to yeah. redo the episode. Yeah, we do. Uh, Zero stars. I don't mind Amy Sedaris' character that much. She's kind of sweet. She yeah. embodies, though, the push to modern humor. Yeah, humor this, but no. she basically yeah. says, oh, you have the yellow one. How much do you want from him? Just kidding. How much do you want from him? Like, it's kind of that <laughs> new modern humor of just like the things I'm saying aren't funny. It's just the way I'm saying them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Though? Yeah, Post- it does. Postmodern humor. Uh, we can call it that. Downfall of society humor. Joe Biden humor. Well, okay. Whoa. Anyway. Um, hey, now. This is where he, he talks to her and says, hey, look, I've been... He says, I... He has some really dumb things here, and I want to reiterate them. Okay. <laughs> I've been quested to return this one to his kind. Quested. What is this, like, RuneScape? Who quested him? Is this Skyrim? Did the you armorer? accept the quest? The, yeah. The armorer, armorer was the quest giver. He accepted the quest. The quested. But then it gets weirder because he says, he says, the Mandalorian armor has set me on my path, which I believe actually hmm. happens when he gets the sigil because he fights the thing. Look, I the, don't The Mudhorn? I don't remember this that season now that well. She gives him the Munhorn sigil. Yeah. But anyway, he, gets, he gets the new armor sometime when he gets the Beskar back. Yeah. So th- that armor has quested him. Look. This is, I don't know. The, I don't know about that. Rujan is collapsing. But basically, he says, the Mandalorian has set me on my path. And he says, if you can help me find the Mandalorians, I can chart a path through the network of Coverns. Mm-hmm. So I guess. Okay. Does he not know where the other Coverns are? He's not a Mandalorian. He's not a real Mandalorian. But he is, though. But he is. Man- Mandalorians are foster care. But he's not. <laughs> it's foster care. I don't know. There's a Mandalorian class system where he oh, was never really accepted. Maybe. He's Well, to be fair, he was Death Watch. He was? Yeah, I remember, because the Death Watch is the one who saves him from the uh, Super Battle Droid. Oh, yeah, that's right. When well, they, they had the same armor, yeah. Sweet electric guitars came in. Weird. Look, the lore doesn't it's make in, sense. It's in the best. Again, in the this, was, this is where you start to go, yeah, this was rushed. This script was written in a week. There's a nice little character beat here where he uh, says, where the lady says, ah, oh, pit droids, don't, don't go over there. We know he doesn't like droids. He says, actually, the Razor Crest could, could use a, a quick once-over. She goes, oh! Because, you know, IG-11, heroic sacrifice in the last episode. Changed his he, mind. He boldly walked into lava, <laughs> rewrote his programming, and detonated himself like a suicide man. Really something our kids should look up to. Anyway. And Lauren said, I respect that. I, res- I respected that stupid move. <laughs> Which... But somehow, a reminder thermal... that IG Eleven could have simply thrown the thermal. I was going to say they could just yeah. easily thrown it. Yeah. Anyway, or just use what if you had a gun that shot thermal detonators? What if you just used whistling darts? That too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, actually, in uh, Battlefront Two, Chewbacca has a grenade launcher. Thermal detonator launcher. Yeah, that's good. Pretty sweet. Can you <laughs> can he put those on his crossbow? That would be good. Of course he could. What? This is Chewbacca. He can do anything. Like that. <laughs> Anyway, there's a part here that when I saw it yesterday, when we watched it, I went, hmm. When I watched it again, I went, hmm. Because he says, he says, I need to go to Mos Poga. He says, Mos Poga, that, that place doesn't exist. Bring, that, bring, the, bring the map over here. Hmm. R5. Mm-hmm. R5. Yeah, but that's a that's a serial number. That doesn't mean anything. R5. It's not the same one. Bad motivator. There he is. It's not the same one. How do though. you know? How do you know? R5D4. That one died. They fixed him up. The job was definitely exactly the same. Okay, 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 okay. It's on Tatooine. Yeah. There's only one. There's only one. Tatooine, it may be a big planet, but just like Arrakis in Dune, the habitable area is so small. But isn't 
uh, when you say an, an astromech droid, that's like a specialty item. Why would that just be around Tatooine? Like R two D two, that's like a like that's 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 a privilege. Did you always have them? That's a point of privilege. No, I don't know. I don't know about that. R two D two units. That is a sign of wealth. It's, it's like driving around a Tesla. In a I low, just in no. A low no, no way. R two D two is like having a multi tool. I'm saying disagree. All I'm saying is the the you lady, gotta understand the economy of Star Wars. All I know is Queen Aladala, um, a lady of sheer privilege and wealth, had ten million of them that she was able to just deploy to kill themselves. To that save was them, them though. That was <laughs> the comic bust of the Empire. Yeah, Stock that, spell. that was you get. Yeah, remember the the the, the High Republic. The, the High Republic was this privileged 1920s era before the stocks. Yeah. Stock trash. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, the, here's a map, and he says, "Hey, uh, you got High gotta, Republic. Can really use that." That's not what that is. I know, but it sounded right, so I said it. Okay. I use it for my own bidding. I'm, that's right. That's what they do now, guys. With new Star Wars, you have to just take what you like and just remold it into. <laughs> I call it late stage Republic. Late stage. <laughs> stage. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, there's this nice little montage of him just kind of speeder bikes. Yeah, your favorite. My... What'd you think? I wanted to mention the. Uh, I thought the pit droids looked big. They were kind of tall. They were kind of tall. Hey, she, she's been feeding them. <laughs> These lanky things, you know? Sure. Yeah, give them their milk. I mean, the speeder bikes was... Uh, it didn't get uh, you like uh, it did last time. Well, yeah. Are we at the part where uh, we see the, Tuskens, the, yeah. pod, ra- the pod racer? <laughs> yeah. We're like hours from that, okay. sir. Anyway, there's a montage of him traveling, and it, one of the sequences is him just kind of camping out Tuscan Raiders. Mm-hmm. So one of this episode's goals, we'll get into this now, the theme of the episode is humanizing Tuscan Raiders. Um, we did that before as well it did a little bit to be fair that was like a bit Dave Filoni has a has a, has a heart for the Tuscan Raiders he directed this one didn't he mm-hmm. John Favreau did oh my bad okay yeah you're right he did direct that one mm-hmm. interesting maybe he helped write it anyway is Dave Filoni even involved anymore I swear I saw his name in the credits as what art supervisor <laughs> yeah PA uh, resident cowboy Res- LED calibrator it would be well calibrated. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you're right, though. It, it, there's a moment of it in that last episode, but like it's, it kind of makes you're just like, okay, whatever. But this is like, you know what they did? They're going full tilt. They said, it. oh, people really thought that scene was funny with the Tuscan Raider. Yeah. Let's do that some yeah. more. But here, though, they've, they because it's kind of a, a big point, they've kind of had to codify it. And Tuscan Raider, what that means now is you go, <laughs> and you're sign, sign, sign languaging. ASL. And apparently, American Sign Language. Apparently. The Twitter has informed us that they actually, very bravely, I, I must say, very bravely, <laughs> found somebody who actually is a definite. They got a real Tuscan Raider. They got a, <laughs> they got a, real, a real sand person <laughs> from the Middle East. God. And, uh, he went too far. I was not far enough. Anyway, they uh, they found somebody who could actually do ASL for this role. And I just kind of went, look, I get them. I get the story of this. The story of this episode is kind of culture unification. It's us, it's them, it's like the evil of their others, sand people, they unite for a common thread. It's kind of cool. I like that. However, with the Trump voter, uh, Trump voters of uh, Mos Pelgo. <laughs> Absolutely. This is the basket of deplorables. But, um, <laughs> uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Basically, there's, there's one shot here where the city, the city and the Mandalorian and the Testamators come together and they're loading up bombs. And Testamator. He drops a bomb. <laughs> That's later, but yeah. But anyway, there was something so human about the Tuscan Raiders movements that I went, this is not a Tuscan Raider anymore. It's just a guy in a suit. Guy in a suit. Yeah. Because there's something so primal and so animal. In the original trilogy, well, the prequels as well, especially in, especially in the prequels. Yeah. They're a barbaric culture. Luke Skywalker, I mentioned this, I remember, I mentioned this while we watched it. Luke Skywalker in 
episode four. He is fine with using Tuscan Razor's target practice. Target practice. He said he grabs his rifle and he says, C-3PO, oh, there's sand people around. Let's go find them. That's true. <laughs> I mean, Tuscan Raiders, they shoot on a child's pod race. They do. On a child. And of course, as we there's the great scene in episode two. Anakin kills all the Tuscan Raiders, which he should not have done. Yes, that was bad. Some kids. What now? Women and he, children. He, that was bad. Not just the men. Right. But the women. We, we know. We know. He shouldn't have done that. However, 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 the Tuscan Raiders are these primitive, nomadic. I mean, they don't. They, they did they, something. They're to not Shmi. a civilized they people. Something. They captured Shmi, raped her. I don't know. They're not a civilized people. They're not good. Do they even have language? So do they, they are, have ASL? Later, exactly, exactly. Later in this season, we see when they're communicating over the campfire that it's a combination of signs. <laughs> But then also they're going. <laughs> I hope that came through in the audio. I, I, that's why I did it. <laughs> but again, I'm, I'm going forward here. But the Mandalorian, he is also making sounds. Yeah. But Look, back in episode five of season one, they weren't doing sounds. It was all it was, it was all, all signs. Yeah. At a certain point, look, Star Wars is cool. This is a cultural commentary. We're going we're gonna to be able to see between these two people. I like that. However, it was a little dumb. The way I put it, this is when. Our world informs the world yeah, of the story. Yeah. And that happens a lot when, number one, you've got an old franchise, a legacy franchise that's out of ideas, yeah. uh, that is not being helmed by smart, imaginative people. And number two, I guess it's actually, I named two of them. What if, what if, <laughs> but you see what I mean? You know what a creative idea would be? Because we're creative people. We're very I, smart. We, we had, I remember we had a good, idea, a good idea about the coming of age ritual for a sense. Oh, person. 100%. Yeah, he gets out in the desert and mm-hmm. he has to. That's how you get. That's how they get their masks. I love that. But what if he's just sounding with Tuscan Raiders? Like, what are you talking about? Like, what, mm. if, what if you could say like yes or no? Mm. Bit, like, Tuscan Raiders are kind of these proud people, and they go and they kind of rattle a chain, mm. and all of a sudden this kind of hunchback figure comes out, <laughs> and he's wearing Tuscan Raider robes, but there's no belts. Mm. And he's no, he has no mask on, and you see this kind of horribly disfigured face, and they, he says, "Hello, I'm I'm the exile." And I speak for our clan. Oh my god, that's cool! And so like they have this one guy who speaks basically, and that's it. So you keep the mystery of what a Tuscan Raider is, yeah. and this guy is explicitly a human, yeah. like the mouth of Sauron. Exactly. Okay. Now, I like that. him that's wearing cool. the robes. Kind of implies that maybe he failed or was shunned and was put in this role. Sure. However, cool. I just want to keep the mystery of the Tuscan Raiders, just like the mystery of the Jawas. He's wearing a crown of thorns. Oh, that's important. Too far, too far. He actually uses two gaffy sticks to walk. <laughs> His arms have been. Anyway, sorry. Terrible. <laughs> but yeah, but you just don't like that because that would kind of keep the, these are animals, mm-hmm. but there's, they have one gasp of humanity that we yeah. can inter- interface with. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a person, so they, we don't have to just spend an episode going, hey, it's all progressive. Anyway. Wouldn't it be that, I guess this is, maybe this is in there. Here, here's a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. We've worked in our illustrious film careers <clears throat> with members of the deaf community. That's, been, we, we have. It's been really fun. Yeah. It's been fun to. I won an Emmy for it. Off, off my coattails. <laughs> uh, anyway, we, both, we both done it. That's it's, true, by the way. It's fun the making. Con- making that it's, it's fun making content for a community like that that has a interesting yeah. challenge, but you can use it to your strength. It's really cool. Do you think people who are deaf, when they watch this, are they empowered? They don't care. I don't think they care. I I never talked to them. We could ask them. <laughs> ask your guy. Ask my guy. Justin. Yeah. Um. But I don't think so. You know what sucks I've though? Heard, if is making knew. a video for blind people. 
This, this season was made for Bobby. I think inclusion has a limit. I, and I, think <laughs> that's, a limit. I think that's it right there. At a certain there. point, we have to other people. We have to. <laughs> I'm going to put Braille in my video. Um, <laughs> anyway, so get great, off topic. great montage of him traveling, <clears throat> and he gets to this barren town. I mean, barely a town. He's basically, it's kind of like, like the Florida coast cities where everything's kind of raised up. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. I liked that. Good sequencing, too, because this is, it feels like an actual Western. It feels like he's strolling the town. Totally. Everybody, no one has anything to do. They're all kind of going, They're guy. sitting around. Sitting around. They're on welfare. Um, <laughs> no, there's no welfare. They're, they're out on their own. There's <laughs> welfare. They're sitting. It was lunchtime, okay? Oh, it was lunchtime. <laughs> it's high noon. <laughs> uh, I did like the stilts because that got me think. Of, uh, it is just like a, yeah. uh, a coastal town. And, of course, there, it's for floods. There's no floods on Tatooine. Sandstorms? Sand? Well, it's, it's for the sand creatures. Sand creatures. They've, they've, they've adapted and compromised their way of life to survive this hard way of living with the sand, with the Kray Dragon. So I the Kray Dragon can swim underneath their stilts. That's think, what you're I saying. I think so. Well, I think having a foundation in the rock or the sand, I guess. Wait a minute. D- Jesus says don't build, don't build your house on sand. That'd be cool. Mos Pelga. Build out of the sand? They made a mistake. It didn't work out for them. That'd be good. Be they cool. moved to the mountain or something. But anyway, they, they kind of do that because, look... If your foundation is gonna get uprooted, you might as well just build still easier fix. Okay. Anyway, makes sense. To what me. if? I'm smart. What if they were a nomadic people and they traveled Tatooine in tents and they followed? This is just pure. Oh, this is just pure Dune at this point. You're following the crate dragon and living off of it. That's cool. Well, There's like, a whole culture around it. It was really cool because later the Mandalorian says something along the lines of the Sand People have lived in Dune Sea for thousands of years and they've made they they have. Yeah, learn to live with the crate dragon. Right, this people don't. There's a do lot that. of Dune in this episode. There is. That would be kind of cool. Like, imagine if they kind of. But the Fremen and the Tusken Raiders are not. Well, we watched a the movie. They're pretty we, different. We watched a movie called Mortal Engines. That that's true. We did. What if the town <laughs> is kind of on stilts, <laughs> and the bartender, the guy we hate, who's acting is terrible, he goes, "The fire creature's coming," and he goes up and he presses a button, and all of a sudden. Still sprays up. And it's it's the bottom of a Jawa sandcrawler. Wait, no, goes, no, it's <laughs> on. No, 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 no. It's on. The whole thing is on skis, mm, cool. and and they lasso a crate dragon, and it's <gasps> yeah, they, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool too. They Let's slide the across dragon the dunes. Kind of feeds off the ichor, like this this oh off moisture. Okay. And so by 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 roping the spice by rope by <laughs> the spice by roping. Oh yeah, yeah, shoot. By roping the crate dragon, they're actually being led to more moisture. It's cool. And so they kind of have a. That's awesome. You eat half of our people. You eat us. I love well. Dune. I love the Fremen. Uh, I think making making the Tuscan Raiders this <laughs> spiritual analog to the Fremen was not quite didn't right. quite work out. But but I love it. I love the idea. So he lands in the town. He goes in the bar. The bar. And there's nothing much happens. The bartender's just kind of saying, "Hey, this is terrible." I love seeing Weekway. I love him. It was great to see him. He's kind of fat, but hey, that's fine. He's a bartender. <laughs> He's just, you point this out so well. He's not doing anything. He's just sitting He's there. Just standing there. <laughs> he says. Who can I talk to in charge? He's just a background. No, thing. he says. He says, "I'm looking for Mandalorians." Mm-hmm. And he says, "Uh, well, you mean the marshal? You mean you? You mean <laughs> I found one right in front of you? <laughs> I'm not very smart." <laughs> He's like, "You mean the marshal?" And he says, "Yes, where's the marshal?" He says, "Right behind you." And this guy walks in. Mm. It, it's <laughs> a it's a skinny Boba Fett. What'd you think? Skinny well, Boba so, Fett. First of all, his armor is clearly Boba Fett's armor. Clearly. 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 clearly, but honestly, it was so clear we didn't believe it. We went, Boba. Well, I I knew because I knew what happened at the end of this episode. That's true. I didn't. Know. But but my reaction was that's Boba Fett. Then I went, that doesn't make sense. Why is that Boba Fett? So 
I had a tough time accepting it. So he, you know, they say there's that phenomenon where you have a, you have a deeply held belief and you're presented with evidence that contradicts it, and you go, I don't believe that. Oh, yeah, that's uh, what happened. Cogn- I would. What's that called? Cognitive dissonance. This, no, it's an example. It's confirmation right? bias. Com- yeah, there you go. Um, that's what happened. I went. That's Boba Fett. No, it's not Boba Fett. Let's be honest. I think we leave the level for our, for our viewers here. Um, Marshall, with a helmet, especially, looks stupid. Look terrible. He's wearing a Christmas sweater. Yeah. And the thing about skinny, where I look, I look at Pedro Pascal playing Mandalorian. He's kind of, he's not buff, buff, but he just naturally fills it out. Yeah. And his, he, his kind of, he looks good. His underclothes kind of are like swaddles. So they kind of, they, everything fills out. They looks great. With with Mandalorian and with Boba Fett to a lesser extent, but with really Mandalorian, uh, Din Djarin, Dan. The okay. The, the 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 cloth parts of that outfit are kind of, how do you, how do you put this? They're kind of shot in silhouette. It's dark. They're hiding the fact that they're cloth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. And it seems like this is armor for real. You know what I mean? Interesting. But when you see this guy, the marshal, it just looks like he's wearing a chest plate. Exactly. And you it know? Kinda, you kind of went... You ever seen those old samurai movies? Maybe that's what they're going it's for. Just a, yeah, chest plate. Just chest plate. And you kind of go, is Beskar really that powerful? Yeah. But anyway, he's, his, his armor looks crappy, so maybe he's got bad Beskar. But it's Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Because I'm a Mandalorian. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> anyway, excuse me, but um, I won't stand for Boba Fett hatred. There could be some story. I mean, obviously, let's be honest here. To be fair, there's storytelling happening here. This guy's not a Mandalorian. In fact, he sits down. And he says, "I'm guessing you hear about this armor here. You know, I, I, I probably will make it so we can't both walk out." There's this moment. I just want to. I remember. There's this moment where he sits down and they're kind of squaring off, and then the marshal immediately takes his helmet off, and you go, "Oh, there's something different." Which is it's good storytelling. So I, him, I, I like that part. Him looking stupid. Him yeah. taking the helmet. Cool. Yeah. And this is a uh, good actor. His name is Timothy Oliphant. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. His name is his, his show is um, Cobb Vanth. Okay. They really tried. Not really. Anyway, and he basically says, "Can we just can 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 Disney just have George Lucas on retainer only to name things?" Yeah. In his silly Honestly, George Lucas way. Yeah, one hundred percent. He says, "See what this armor." And he says, "Yeah, I'm gonna take that armor." He says, "Well, I need the armor." He's okay. That's where the problem. And then he, he stands up, and they go for a Western duel. And there's two problems with this. One is this is stupid. Okay. They're just doing it in this man's bar. Yeah. And two, I don't know if you knew this, but pairing Beskar steel blocks any bolts, even sniper bolts. So, what's this duel? They shoot each other in the chest, and they just fall over in the foot. Because, <laughs> yeah, Cobb is not wearing the legs. He's only wearing the top parts. So, oops. Right. Because you go for the head. I don't know. Anyway, it's dumb. But then, thankfully, the plot saves the stupidness once again, and it starts to rumble, and you see a sand creature's coming. Mm-hmm. And this... <laughs> and the sand's getting kicked up. Everybody's kind of freaking out, going to their houses. And it's funny because the Marshal and Boba F- and Mandalorian just kind of watch it way easily. They're like... And you get this, you get this great close-up before this on the Bantha, and the Bantha's going... Mm. And it cuts this great wide shot of the Bantha going... And it's pretty cool. It's like, it's like literally a sand CG sh- Bantha. Never seen it's that. a sand shark. Yeah. And he goes, and it's cool because it clearly can fly. We learn that later. Or can it can at least be out of the sand? It's not just a worm. Has has limbs. Does it? I think it does. I missed that. Okay. I have, I, I have to analyze it. I trust you. Look at the tape. Okay. <laughs> However, <laughs> the way he eats things was really cool. And by then, now the plot becomes, I don't like that. Hey, by the way, I'll give you my armor if you uh, help me take this thing out. Mm-hmm. A lot of setup for that. He says, hey, take me to the cave. Take me to the the 
Sar- is a, an, an empty Sarlacc pit. Ex- an abandoned Sarlacc. The Dragon Cave. Yeah. They go there, and um, as they're riding, these very loud speeders, which, by the way, Cobb flies half a pod racer engine. Where have we seen it before? Episode one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the film with pod racers, yes. Yes. But I meant, isn't it? It is Anakin's. It's that model, is it not? Um, I think it's still. I think it's is it's different. It's blue, right? I thought it was Anakin's. I thought it had that yellow protruding kind of. No, you're kind of right. But I'd have to look at it again. You you were kind of big. You were kind of big sleep on this episode, so you didn't really know. What? <laughs> you were sleeping on this episode, so yeah. I uh, I was awake. That hurt you. I was awake you during the awake. episode. <laughs> I no, slept. You're, you're, no, you're I think right. You're right I went to sleep after the episode. <laughs> a, few, a few hours later, actually. <laughs> um, it's kind of like if you go to bed too early after having a concussion, you just die. That's what happened. <laughs> As he's riding, somehow he's able to talk to Mandalorian despite these loud engines. Mm-hmm. And it's actually one of the coolest parts of the episode. He kind of tells the story of his people, his his town. Mm-hmm. He says, mm-hmm. I remember it all started with the Death Star, the second, the second one, blowing up. The second Death Star. And all of a sudden, this is where, this is where the, the, the mandate and the premise of the Mandalorian taking part in this time period is just really cool. Because it cuts to this hologram of Death Star exploding and these people just, well people are in the bar they're cheering people are in the bar hanging out it's like they're watching the election or anything something like that yeah it's fun they're watching the news and I just look at that and I go that's really cool like you, you cut that shot into the ending of episode 6 and it would be awesome it works it yeah. works mm-hmm. and I kind of go but also I kind of go <laughs> I also kind of go this is kind of like rejoicing a Trump defeat in like the middle of Oklahoma do they even care like what who cares like mm-hmm. they, they're so far removed. So there is a because tat- Tatooine is just they, so lawless. They and... mentioned that there is an imperial occupation of Tatooine. The occupation was over. They, the Empire pulled out of Tatooine. Yeah, that's true. So we, I mean, clearly, Mos Eisley, we see the Imperials. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I mean, Mos Pelga, really. Yeah. But anyway, the whole point, though, and that's why my analogy was stupid. Is the whole point is uh, power hates a vacuum, and these miners, literally, the moment of the Empire pulling out, go in. And they say, we became a slave town overnight. Mm. However, they're a slave town overnight. However, the miners just go in and gun down people. So are they killing their own slaves? Don't need them. They're doing them. I only need like five slaves. <laughs> so anyway, Cobb is a good guy. He's able to help his weak way bartender out. He's stupid. And uh, he barely gets away with his life. And he steals a camtolo of crystals. crystals. What is it? rack? No. Uh, I, I know what it's called. Sikraks. Sikraks. Crystals. Okay. Like that. And he is that no... an, was that another... Um, you said there were a lot of video game references in this yeah. one. Was that one of them? I, maybe. Okay. I didn't didn't hit bulb for me. It might, might be the, it might be the Old Republic MMO game, maybe. I don't know. Who cares? He's in the middle of the desert. I, could, I walked I wandered for days. I'm like, dude, you'd die. You would die if no water out there in like an hour. A tattooing? Yeah. Anyway, he starts to say this, and then I, then I fell over. He falls over. And then you see a shadow come, and, he's, and then I was saved. Because there's a Jabba Sandcrawler. And I also kind of go, like, cool storytelling, but also you would see that coming for miles. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So they get him in there. He's drinking water. Jabba's like, oh, my gosh, stick off the castle. Love them. What if the Jawas had a submersible Sandcrawler? Ooh. Mm-hmm. The little thing goes, yeah. boom, boom. And it goes, <laughs> just comes up really fast. Can you imagine? <gasps> did they have a submersible, and Whoa. that's how they track the crate Dragon? Well, yeah, that's cool. But what if, for, like, Razor Crest, remember how they just kind of stripped it? Yeah. What if it's submersible? And you know how it's kind of like this big lump? The lump splits in the middle and it's able to swallow up a metal thing. It goes... Oh. It's like, a, it's like a, a claw machine. And it goes underneath. It goes, From underneath, yeah. Anyway, um, 
Get he's on there, in there. And the Jawas turns out they have Boba Fett's armor. He says, you can have these crystals if I get, if I get the armor. And he goes back to the, to the city and now they see the armor and they're like, they respected the armor. This armor, res- the, the, they respected the armor and this armor is what protects the town. Which mm. only makes sense in their kind of lore rewrite of Beskar armor of Mandalorians being in steel and Beskar steel being really important. But I kind of thought it'd be cooler if like he was impersonating Boba Fett. Like, mm-hmm. what if they're like, Boba Fett? Oh, Boba Fett. That would be great. It'd be cool. But, like, it didn't <laughs> it make... good. The, the armor looking ratty and stupid and just clearly being a plate. Mm-hmm. It was just like, uh, I guess I'm scared. I never bought it. I didn't buy it. And um, But imagine if you go in and says, Boba Fett. And, like, he did That'd a cool. voice thing. Be I don't cool. know. I'm kind of weird. But anyway... Because Boba Fett was legendary. He gets a great beat, especially for Tatooine. Come on. Mm-hmm. You would you would know who Boba Fett is. Mm-hmm. He gets a beat on these guys, shoots them all. They all go on their little tank. Oh, they, I just had such a good idea. What? Do it. They should go to Jabba's palace. Ooh, See yeah. what's up. It, what's the power vacuum there? What's up with the monks, the spider monks? The spider monks have reclaimed their homeland. It's now a place of worship. Or maybe they, they've got somebody else in there to protect them. The death of Jabba opened a dark nexus in the Force. Boba Fett is either protecting them or a lost Jedi is protecting them. That's good. Do, yeah, like an old Jedi. An old Jedi. I mean, one who, who missed the purge but kind of lost their way so not really a Jedi anymore. Mm-hmm. He is... What if the the monks like, also he's Dexter Jetster uh, species? <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> oh, the traitor from Clone Wars. Which one? The bad, the bad, the bad Jedi. Remember the bad general who who goes evil, kills his kills his troops. He got two double set lightsabers. Umbara, remember? I don't remember. Oh, he's Dexter Jetster. Yeah, yeah. Or you do what's who's the spider general? General Spider, Admiral Spider, in Clone Wars. Oh. Yeah, him. Feel smells. Let's, let's have a Jedi of him. Yeah, it'd be cool. There's so many creatures. <laughs> anyway, um, what if the, 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 the spider walkers, and again, listeners, you have to listen to episode six podcast. What if they were like, from a long time ago, they were schism of Jedi. The Jedi mm-hmm. rejected the material world, the rejected possessions. Oh, and they became the monks? And and the hard right people went, we can't have bodies. <laughs> and Yoda went, Misa like Yoda a body. Yoda was there. Misa like a body. <laughs> Yoda's, Yoda speaks Gungan now. I'm sorry. There's some crossover there. <laughs> have the body, we must. Yeah. What, how, how, That's cool. What if the next episode is just a philosophy, a philosophy debate between Yoda and the spider, the monks? Two hours. ends of a schism Two and hours. a Jedi. Anyway, and... Why is it so easy to write good Star Wars? It's, we just did it. it. It's easy. It's so easy. But anyway, the spider people... Yeah. Dark house. What's going on there? Love it. Anyway, um, so it's a cool story. He's able to use his... his uh, his jetpack, his uh, rocket, which rising phoenix. Dan doesn't something. no, but Dan doesn't have the rocket. He doesn't have the warhead on there. He doesn't have it. Okay, Boba Fett. Yeah, does. this. By the way, again, this imposter. By the way, clearly mastered your armor. Clearly mastered the jetpack. Clearly yeah. mastered something that even Dan hasn't mastered. Yeah. So I guess maybe the smelter lady was stupid. I remember saying way back in season one, they. It's just not clear. Is he a rookie Mandalorian? Are we supposed to expect? Uh, uh, except that he's this kind of super badass seasoned guy, Doesn't or is work. he a learning? You know what I mean? Yeah. It it does both. Does both. He kind of just doesn't really explain it. He just kind of kills the mudhorn, gets the stuff. He gets he gets the child, and he gets all that money from the empire, and he gets the new armor. And that's when he starts becoming good. It's just confusing. It doesn't. He's not. He, it is unclear. Totally unclear. You know. I don't understand it. I didn't get it. So these guys <laughs> come up on a canyon and they, they can sense they're being watched. 
And this is kind of where I got, I kind of even sensed the, the LED wall was just moving around them. And <laughs> they're just mm-hmm. kind of standing there mm-hmm. with other speeders. Mm-hmm. But hey, at least they built the speeders. Good for them. You started um, to see some parallax problems. There were some problems. Something that wouldn't happen with green screen because an animator would just go fix mm-hmm. Easy. That's kind of the thing. LED wall is great. But the thing about Star Wars that George Lucas built to it, of, and look, it happens way too much now. I get it. But he's a documentary filmmaker. He's just, he's just always getting elements. He wants the live action element, mm-hmm. CGI element, mm-hmm. special effects element. Where now, you, when you bake it all together, it looks real, kind of. But if you, something's wrong, you're kind of st- stuck. I guess you could rotoscope them. Anywho, didn't work. They get in this canyon, is it? Like, what's going on? And they hear some barking. And it's the Tuscan Raider dogs. Mm-hmm. The spiky Tuscan Raider mm-hmm. dogs from, from episode two. two. Yeah. I actually watched it again, and they actually look better. They look, they look better in here than they did in episode two. I'm well, the, sure. The animation of, animation of them was better in episode two, though. They, had, they were a bit more fluid. Oh, for real? It was weird. I didn't... No, to make of it. I didn't notice. I never noticed. Well, you don't really get to see him really well in two. No, but there's no light. You get a really good look at him here. And I, I liked how they had kind of an exoskeleton. Yeah. It was these armor plates. Spikes. They have spikes on their back, too. Yeah. And they have kind of these evil-looking eyes. But anyway, mm-hmm. you know. Everybody needs a dog. The Mark. <laughs> best friend? Tuscan Raider's best friend. <laughs> um, Ooh, what if? So, we'll never know what a Tuscan Raider looks like. But if their dog looks like that, what, what they if look, they kind of look like they that, look too? Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's cool. I liked it a lot. But anyway, Cobb is just got to kill this thing. But the Mandalorian now, it's not just he has a passing understanding of how to speak to them. He knows their culture enough to communicate with a dog. He's been studying. And I kind of went, is he a Tuscan Raider? He was raised by Tuscan Raiders. Oh, wait. We know his backstory, so no. Well, wait, what if his parents Tuscan Raiders? <laughs> they were just people. What if Tuscan Raiders are? You're kind of called into it. Like It's like a secret order. There's someone who left the Tuscan Raiders. <gasps> what if... They learned language and What left. if Palpatine? Is it Tuscan Raider? What if Palpatine? And I'm talking like this is this is like years before episode one. He says, <laughs> I need to start fomenting Darth Plagueis. I need to start I need to start fomenting backwater societies <laughs> on, on the outer rim to to foment separatism. Tell us that sage. <laughs> Wait, the, does he install the Tuscan Raiders? I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> he says, I need to create some problems, some social problems. He creates life. Look, illegal immigration has always been a problem on Tatooine. It's always been a problem. So he says he creates a secret society of people, and they create their own kind of nonsense culture with this ASL and all that. And they say you have tenure. Wow. Shift. You have to have tenure shifts. At first, it's a joke, but then it becomes real. It becomes real. To someone, them. someone misses the shift, and it just becomes real. It becomes real. Okay. Anyway, who knows? Anyway, that doesn't make sense. But he does it so well, and so they they actually go with the Tusker Raiders. There's this kind of campfire scene. This is kind of where. Literally half the scene is just going. <laughs> and it's kind of cool because part of the Tuscan Raider peace process is giving Cobb a kind of ancestral ball of water. Yeah. And I kind of like that. It says, you steal our water and now you're now you're insulting us by not drinking it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. I like that. Um, Mando again, said you got to drink it. Again, it's so clear. Tuscan Raider is just a guy with a suit on. Mm-hmm. And because they're just kind of, when they're articulating too much and they're being more empathetic, it just doesn't. Right. Doesn't Why would a Tuscan Raider wear a mask? Yeah. Is, is it purely ceremonial? Is it their skin? What's going on? It's, it, has be, it has to be religious. I like, it, I like the religious thing. Okay. I'm actually, I think mean, that's what it was in KOTOR. Because in mm-hmm. KOTOR, you're actually able to just wear them. You can just wear them. Oh, really? Because you, you actually infiltrate them. It's kind of cool. Why do they have those tube goggles? What's going on there? Their eye, their face is just one big eye, and it's too much. What is that? Isn't that happening? Is this lore for real? Doesn't this happen in Man of Street Steel? Where as a kid yeah. you just can't focus, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the test readers are just one big eye, and they put on the binoculars and they go. Ah, I get it now, Clark. I get it. Anyway, <laughs> they, that's not actual. It's work. Good film. Anyway, good film. Um, actually, movie sucks. Um, 
so they're talking and Cobb is like, I hate them. And they're all, and he says, he, Dan being the only kind of authority there, gouts a, a flame of, like a, his flamethrower to kind of just settle people down. It's kind of cool. It's kind of a alpha male move. I like it. <laughs> Some big, big Donald Trump energy there. Jeez. Um, anyway. You are radicalized I'm in this not, episode. I am not. I voted for someone. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anywho. Um, the session leader said, yeah, this guy's been a problem. This Craig Dragon's been a problem for us, too. We'll help you. And there's kind of this whole flowway scene here where they, they go out to the, the canyon. They see the cave, and it looks cool. Whatever. And they realize that they're, they're, they're going to need some help. They say, we need some we need some people. So they go back to the bar, and they say, they have a town meeting. They say, hey, guys, we, we're, we can beat this thing. We can kill this guy. We need some help. And they go, oh, my gosh. I have a note on this, I think. They they, they go, <laughs> they go, oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, my gosh. Hold on one second. Um, Holding. Two things. Uh, in the scene at the campfire, it starts with a, a pan over from a little, a little moment. And a Tuscan Raider is using a gappy stick. You know, the, the kind of sharp sticks with a kind of J point on the end. Mm-hmm. He's using it to floss a, a Bantha's teeth. Is he really? It's so cool. That's I like cool. it. Yeah. Um, and then... When they're flying back to the town, you get, you get another shot of Yoda, and they're riding Banthas. Oh, he's there. Yeah, baby Yoda. He's, he's there. Oh, wow. He's not really relevant to the story. I don't story, know why he didn't leave him with the... Amy Sedaris. Yeah, because she, she actually said that. Are you leaving him with me? Didn't even answer. He's got he a, does he, nothing he, this episode, He's got a little AC he? pouch. Does he? Pouch. I love it. It was a little AC module. Okay. Anyway, they had a town meeting, and they say, hey, look, we're going to need the, we're gonna need these people to help us. And everybody goes, oh, my gosh. And the man learns steps up and says, hey... I know they've been bad to you. I know you've you've killed them. Um, it's weird. Are, are they Sam people or are they Tuscan Raiders? Is that almost like the political framing? Sam people is the good thing. Tuscan Raiders are the bad thing. I think Sam people is more of the racial slur. Tuscan Raiders is the Raiders. He she says. He she says. Interesting. Look, they're Raiders. They're they're brutal people, but they keep their word, and they say they won't hurt you. Okay. If you make this union, the Sam people is the English version of what they call themselves in their own language they they just they think of themselves as the sand people interesting the That's native cool. americans the the oklahoma means the red people indigenous people yeah mm-hmm. it literally means red people they prefer indigenous though but you know all these tribes you, you be the water people we're the yeah, water tribe absolutely we're the sand people i get you That's how they see cool. themselves. That's really cool oh so do they have ancestral offspring on other one biome planets like the mon calamari are they related to maybe them? Probably not, but maybe. Could be better. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they, they form this union because the Mandalorian goes up there and says, hey, look, they're hard people, but they, they, they will work with us. They will help you, and they will keep the peace as long as you keep the peace. And they go, okay. And it's great because there's this great scene. They're all kind of suiting up, and then you see the Banthas kind of crest the horizon. And everybody kind of goes, hmm. And everybody's kind of looking at them. And this cuts to them helping, and this is when the same person drops the ordinance. And actually, it's Cobb now, who we saw him being very hateful to the same people. He goes, look, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. Come on. So they load up. They get out to this. They get out there, and they they show us the plan. The plan is we're gonna lure the crate dragon out. We're gonna bury this ordinance because it's leaving right now. Um, that's the plan. <laughs> <And we laughs> okay. Get it out, blow it up. I don't think they they even address the bantha with the bombs on it. I think mean, it just kind of shows up. I don't remember them addressing it though. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> what's cool is the same people are out there with the with the other rebels. They, they look like rebels, okay, from from Rogue One. That's what they are. And even though the they're just same townspeople, people have brought out. It's it's a it's a great. Uh, diverse, ethnically, and uh, yeah. j- just like the weird fishing community in the middle of nowhere. Right, makes sense. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, they're all wearing rags. Very, it's very empowering. Um, <laughs> the same people have brought out their ancestral t- trebuchets. Yeah, that was. Cool. Remember that? Yeah, of course. So something happens here. That so awesome. 
Well, you can tell me the aspect ratio. I'm... Is that where you are? Well, oh, okay, okay. First of all, do our viewers, listeners, know what aspect ratio is? I think so. They're smart people. But okay. you can give a refresher. It's basically, if you ever watched a movie that has black bars which above show and does. below, which the show has, and all Star Wars has, it's a, that's called a very wide aspect ratio. The frame is wide. Because right? in a theater, because right now on Disney Plus, you're watching it, it has black bars. Because mm-hmm. your screen is a certain size. Mm-hmm. Movie, the show is a certain nine. size. Mm-hmm. But in a movie theater, the screen's just that long. Yeah. It's actually wider, even though it seems smaller on your screen. On, right, right, right. So, okay. So black bars, wide aspect ratio. Cool. And then the whole time we're watching this episode, I actually asked you, do you think this is for real widescreen anamorphic lenses? Not the end of that. But I asked, did you think it, do you think it's for real widescreen or do you think it's cropped? And that, that basically means were the black bars added or is that for real the shape of the frame? Yeah. To put it simply. But we, we see anamorphic, which is a distortion. We're seeing these, basically when things go out of focus, they are circular in a full frame lens or anamorphic lenses become an oval. <laughs> no we're gonna get we're that. seeing oval. So I, don't, I think it is anamorphic. Before. But, well, uh, all I'm saying is this whole episode, we were kind of talking about it. Just wonder. We were kind of wondering. Just Because there are definitely times where we went, no, that is anamorphic. But then there were times we went, that's cropped. Crop looks bad. Totally. And it did look bad. You can always tell. The shooting of this episode was not good. Until yeah, this part. Until so, this part where the aspect ratio. Let me paint a picture for, the, for our viewers. Okay. They. Black bars. What they do is they kind of, they get the, the same creature's attention, the crate chicken. And there's three testimonials that approach the mouth. And all of a sudden you hear. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're running back towards frame. And the mouth starts to come out from the cave. So for the first time you're seeing the scale of this thing. So it's a storytelling technique because the bars go up yeah. as the yeah, creature yeah, yeah, yeah. gets yeah. closer to you. And so yeah. it feels closer and you're like, this is huge. And then from that moment, it's a different director. From that moment. It's John Favreau. From that moment, the action is, different director. is so good. The shooting, there's just something about it. It just embodies it. It's, mm-hmm. It feels mm-hmm. like Avatar. I don't know why I thought Avatar, but it felt like it Avatar. It is very Avatar because Avatar was 16 by 9. And, this and is... the way, I rewatched it last year, I think. Mm-hmm. And Avatar has these kind of handheld camera moments in a CG environment. Yeah. So it felt, this felt like that, where you've got a wide lens moving in between the sand people and stuff. It felt like a war film or documentary film or something. It, it was, was sweet. so well shot. I mean, mm-hmm. you had tracking shots moving between shoulders of these trebuchets going. But the cool thing was, this is not 16 by 9. This is actually. Oh, for real? I actually took a video on my desktop and sized it so it would fit and it did not fit. So what it's, is it? It's not iMac. I think it might be 16 by 10. For real? 1.85 by 1? I don't probably. know. It's just taller. It's, it, I looked it up. It's specifically not IMAX. IMAX is almost a square, so yeah. it wouldn't be that. So, But it is taller, and you can really feel it. It just Something about it, I watched it, and I went, why the heck is the whole show not shot like this? Because yeah. there's something about the action that just feels way better. The shooting was way better, because there's some of the anamorphic where it's really hard to compose well. And so on a TV budget, you just go, kind of this handheld. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. But with this... You can just tell they're having a lot of fun using the whole frame. Mm-hmm. There's these mm-hmm. really locked mm-hmm. off. And they're, what you get with 16 by 9, we'll call it that because it makes more sense. The full, I realized the I love 16 by 9 Star Wars. It was sweet. It was sweet. I want to see more but of the it. reason why it works so well is because with, 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 with a wide frame, you don't really understand what wide distortion feels like. But when you have the full frame, you have that tall frame, mm-hmm. you can really feel the ground beneath you and the guy towering over mm-hmm. you. You get the quote, the whole scene seems to unwrap around you. And so something about action with that. Star Wars action, never seen that. It was awesome. It was, it was amazing. It was great. And so I don't know how much you remember about the fight. So they, they fight for a little bit. I They're kind of there. pricking them. And the guy the whole time is like, do I blow it now? Do I blow it now? He says, no, no, wait, wait. And the people are luring the same creature out. They're finding their trebuchets out and they're pulling him out. 
and they do it and they get him out far enough. They get him out far enough. They blow it. They blow it. They blow it and it goes, whoa! Then, but then the creature simply, oh, before that, I'm sorry. Before that, the creature rears back and fires acid, acid. on people. Yeah. And I'm not it's, saying- it's, It looks like that golden gooey stuff from Hobbit 2. It does. <laughs> we, we don't, see anybody get graphic it's not graphic but it, it, we see enough it, for it to be graphic it's corrosive it just burns it you. was awesome yeah. it was awesome it was so cool and you see a sand person get in there it's just so cool and you're seeing some people fight alongside these people it's just really cool battle these people unified together they try the blom doesn't work because the, then the creature just appears at the top of the mountain somehow so he's not well, it he's, burrows. A, he, he's not just a worm he's, yeah. he's able to get up there and he's able to he sticks out he has he, I think there are limbs okay and so the guys say time to get in this they get their jetpacks they fly up and it's this great shot because now you have the full frame so you spiral into the sky following them mm-hmm. and you so much more lens flares happening too because they think there's something about the lens it's just different looks so good they get up there and they're firing they're firing there's this great shot where it's the f- a foreground of the creature's mouth but then it opens its mouth to reveal them shooting at him mm-hmm. and they're trying to shoot the eye but they can't they can't get there and so he's come, he comes back to him and says, it's not going to work. They get back on the ground. Um, and now it's behind them. It's coming towards them. It's charging them. They have no idea what to do. And in fact, it's, it's great because they have, have jetpacks, but everybody else on the ground is screwed. He looks over and he says, there's a, a bantha who's just wired to explode. He is a suicide bomber. He's been, he's been taken against Suicide bantha. Well. I hate it. It's, 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 animals were harmed. Anyway, um, <laughs> what happens is... Um, he says, "Get." He says to Cobb. Mandalorian says, to "Cobb, get the guy. Get the thing's attention." He char- fires his rocket at him. He looks over. He starts charging toward him. He, and Cobb says, "Great, great plan. What's next?" He says, "You're out of here." Because he wants to save him. He hits his jetpack. So Cobb flies off, and he says, "Okay, come eat. Come eat this bantha." But then the bantha starts to rear back, and so he has to hold the bantha. And so the guy, the monster, ends up eating both of them. <laughs> and everybody kind of goes, "Well, I guess he's dead." But then the same creature roars out, and there's this amazing shot of him flying out using the stun function of his kind of cool rifle mm-hmm. and just you see all this electric crackling ev- everywhere this blue electricity yeah. and it's this great foreground shot of him in the foreground turning the camera pressing the button and then boom and then <laughs> the explosion that comes out it's just so good it looks practical mm-hmm. it's, it's a simulation they spent some money on this this is the best action I've seen in a long time from Star Wars frankly it's better than anything J.J. Abrams did yeah, yeah. I, so I love, I love the throwing duel, even even though it contributes nothing. Episode eight, I love that duel. It sucks. It does not. Um, but action wise, this is, this is really high up there. My mm-hmm. top four. <laughs> top four actions <laughs> ever. <laughs> anyway, great stuff. It blows up. It was awesome. And this is great. This is great low angle shot before that, by the way, as the thing's about to eat him. Where it's again, it's just a low shot, dawing up, looking at the Mandalorian, going, huh. He gets eaten. He comes out now. He's got all the screen slime on, slime on him. And everybody's like, dude, great job. You know, cops like, great job. And you see the Tusken Raiders, they're... <laughs> it's funny because what the Tusken Raiders get out of the deal is we want the ichor of this creature. They are... They mm-hmm. want the creature. Mm-hmm. And so you look, they're, they're kind of looking in the creature and mm-hmm. what they're doing. And they pull out a crate Dragon's pearl. It's a pearl. Yeah. And it, as soon as that happened, my mind spiraled back thousands of years. And I realized... It's episode two. In Knights of the Old Republic... Oh. You fight the Crate Dragon, mm-hmm. and when you kill it, you, and you right click, you can go search because <laughs> that's what you do in that game. There's a Crate Dragon pearl, and I went, "Wow, they kind of pulled this from something. This is really cool." And Cobb says, "Hey, look, great job, man. Takes off the armor. He gives it to the Mandalorian." At this point, this episode is riding pretty high for me. Like, not much, not much more can happen. Mm-hmm. But something else happens, 
And this is something that unfortunately I was spoiled on because I was on YouTube and I was stupid. And I was not spoiled. I resisted. I, I he I tried to spoil so it so hard, and I just wanted him to be on the same level as me. So he flies. I don't want to be there. He's flying across the sunset. And you see a figure, and you go, "Okay, Baldy. He's got some gappy sticks. Whoever, who, who is he?" Turns the camera, and it's Tecmura Morrison. Tecmura. Is his name? Tamura. Tamura. Sorry. Yeah. And the music goes. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. It's so cool. He kind of looks like he's kind of. Yeah, he kind of dressed like a sand person. He's he weathered. Is. Well, he's living. He's he's a bit of he's, a desert. He's living the life. And it's cool because what's, what's tough for me is I don't think this episode takes place on Tatooine. So that's a problem. But I was, oh, for about, real? I was thinking about it. And do you remember how in episode five of last season on Tatooine, there's the guy of Spurs? Uh, who we yeah. go, well, who cer- is this? It certainly made a spur sound. And we thought it was Moff Gideon. Yeah. It was Boba Fett? It, maybe it was Boba Fett. Okay. Because imagine he's kind of tracking the Mandalorian as like a subplot. Yeah. Again, poorly set up. Again, so this episode was pretty good. In a lot of ways, um, didn't really advance the story at all. Mafia did not appear. We still don't know any any of our core questions from last season, which you know about. Why the what's going on with the Jedi? What's happening to the Mandalorians now? Why do the Empire? Why does the Empire want the, the baby? Why? 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 Nothing is being answered in this episode. However, Boba Fett's really cool. Good for them. I hope they do Boba Fett right, but maybe not because this episode is, this show doesn't have a great track record. But Tamara Morris, Tamara Morrison. You struggle with that. Can't be on screen. I just went, wow. It was nice to see. I him. did not. I was genuinely surprised. Really surprised. My heart was touched. I thought it was gonna be a Jedi. When you, the way you were building it. Look, up. that'd be cool too. But this was just as cool, in my opinion. So, I was totally into this episode. It was boring. Had a lot of flaws. Has a lot of flaws. However, well, the end until the end. Has a lot of flaws. However, I think it ended really strong. Yeah. And even some of the stuff that I, I didn't love in the middle is cool. I I kind of like Cobb's character. I like kind of cultural unification, even if to get there, they kind of have to make you swallow a rape culture. So, Sharia it's law, basically. Pretty, pre, well, it's pretty decent for a uh, season premiere. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. With that finale. Yeah. Really so, good. So, what's up? What happens next? <laughs> Who do you think the director was? Who do you think did the great action scene? So scene? confusing. I think that, so, John Favreau is credited being the director. And it's just unclear to me because you can just tell the directing is different. Yeah, oh, it's obvious. I think it has to be John Favreau on the action scene because I actually looked online and said that Lion King played around a lot with these kind of aspect ratio changes. Did it really? Okay. Either did that or it was Jungle Book. I forget. But anyway, the viewer said that was clearly him. And so I went, great. So the, the action is clearly him, but the, maybe it was just shadow directed by like an intern. It just the rest, the rest of it was okay. It was, passable. It was passable Star Wars. With like the Star Wars generic. It was generic, passable, passable TV, TV Star Wars. It wasn't. No. Anyway. It wasn't Clone Wars. The action was and so the season started pretty strong for me, in my view. It's redeemed because I don't know if you guys remember this, viewers, <laughs> listeners, your people. We were not high on this show. I did. I was not even wanting to watch the season. If I'm being honest. Yeah. But now I, think, I watch yeah. this. I watch this episode. Right. And I go. I go. I bought Disney Plus again to watch this episode, and it was a worthwhile investment. That's that's why you so, brainwashed yourself. What do you think will happen next episode? Or do you have any other thoughts about what this? I think we've already talked about what the themes of this episode was. There were none. The, the, the culture theme was definitely there. I get. I don't know, man. I'm, Not enough. At this point, Mandalorian is just mindless, cool stuff to me. Sure. It's not a good. It's. It's. There's no story. Tell me how you really feel. Huh? Tell me how you really feel. I'm trying. I'm trying real hard. <laughs> uh, look. It, you already said it. This episode did not advance the story at all. No. At all. Not at all. Characters not changing. Characters just. In fact, maybe even with the moral thing at the beginning, going backwards. 
Going backwards. Well, but that, maybe Yoba did nothing. Yoba did absolutely nothing. He, he did, just was there to go, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, reactions. So that's a problem. I don't think you should spend this kind of money on a, a film, essentially, without having a story. <laughs> Have a story. 100%. I agree. <laughs> but, uh, look. Can you imagine watching that action scene in the theater? I can. And it's good. It's better than episode nine. That's for sure. The entirety. Nine, yeah. Gosh, I don't want to get to this point where, you know, we've got some older Star Wars friends who, and some younger ones, actually, just, you know, you know, dumb Star Wars friends. <laughs> that, that's cool. But no, we've got some Star Wars friends who just go, hey, look, it's just entertaining. Yeah. It's, I'm not going to take it too seriously. I don't know. I don't want to get to that point. That's not, we don't want to, we don't want us to get to that point. The way, the way I look at it is, I guess I watched all this with a, with a, this is kind of just fan fiction. This is not George Lucas. You, you know what I mean. You looked at this and you went, you went George Bush. Did I? You went, fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> fool me twice. No, sorry. You <laughs> messed it up too. Fool me once, shame on you. Look, fool me twice, can't get fooled again. Shame on me, can't get fooled again. Can't get fooled again. <laughs> we're not gonna get fooled again. I've I've been fooled many I times. I gotta be honest. When I was just talking there, I I sound like I was getting fooled again. Uh, I, you, want, I want to reiterate, I am not getting fooled. You again. have been fooled again. <laughs> So what's gonna happen next? You're ready to purchase six more episodes. Well, I guess there's no. I, we have here, no way of predicting. My prediction is the next episode will have nothing to do with this one. Yeah. Perha- Despite the Boba Fett, how can you do yeah. a Boba Fett? How could you do that? They're they're gonna tease it and get back to it in episode four. Man. That's my prediction. I hope I'm wrong. That's my You're prediction. Definitely though. right though. I think the next one is gonna be pretty low tier. It's gonna be Mandalorian goes to McDonald's or something. Well, we'll just we'll just skip past all the crap then. What do you think Boba Fett is ideal? What is his story? What's happening? Do we get a flashback of him coming out of the Starbucks? That would be cool. I mean, what else could his story be other than he's just been living in the waste of the gentleman waste for fifty years now? No, wait, 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 how much time has it been? Eight years? Eight years since Return of the Jedi? Something so, like that. Roughly. Should Boba Fett be that old? Oh yeah, sure. Because he's he's we see him, we so. see him in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, and that actor. He's a kid. No, it's only eighteen years hold later. On, hold on. Oh, yeah. No, it's more than 18 years later. It'd be 18, 18 plus, plus eight. 7. So 7. Eight, 20, 25. 8 plus 16. So 25 plus what? 12? 37? I think Tamura looks a little old. To be fair, he was a di- he was partially digested. <laughs> You're right. His skin You're looked right. really white. Did it look white to you? It looked like he had been, he had, he had huh? lost something. White? What now? <laughs> he looked pale. I did not notice that. So it looked like to me that he had lo- he, he has been changed by this experience with the Sarlacc. Um, I gotta be what I saw I'm not saying you're wrong what I saw in that frame and you just see him for a little bit as he walks towards camera I saw a man who was told to look down as he walks I did not see a character (gasps) I'm sorry that my imagination mind spiraled into complexity Um, you see what I'm saying though I do I I say this sometimes when we're watching a movie I go the actors didn't believe that they just did it they did it that's, they, that's what I blocking. saw. Yeah, that's what Take I saw. Mark, don't look down, don't look up. Mm-hmm. Don't, look, don't look at Dave. I like him a lot. <laughs> anyway, so what? what is Boba's story? So yeah, he's wandering the lands. He clearly wants his armor back. But he, has, he hasn't found it. Are any, you sure? He hasn't found it in eight years. I think it would be cooler. He's a chump if he hasn't found it in eight years. Let's see. So hold on. I think what I would like to see is he wants nothing to do with Din Djarin, Yeah. But Din Djarin is seeking him out. Boba Fett, Boba Fett's just That's going. Way better. I want nothing to do with that. I, Boba Fett says, 
I was not a real Mandalorian. Finally, it's canonized. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just got there before you did. Sorry. You got there before Are I did. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. The story's going to be really good. Okay. Mandalorian works really well with kind of mentor figures. Someone like yeah. Bill. Mm-hmm. Even someone older. Because mm-hmm. that character is just not enough on his own. He's not really a leader. They did that one episode with uh, whoever's face was where he's kind of teaching him. Yeah. Kind of like worked. That. But mm-hmm. anyway, look, this guy has no We have no idea what he's up to. Who cares? Give him a mentor figure. So Reluctant he, mentor. He kind of fights Boba Fett when he meets him. Yeah. He wants his help. Boba Fett uh, defeats him. And Dan talks to Boba Fett. He says, I'm looking for this creature's people. They're called Jedi. Ooh, and you good. see Boba Fett eyes widen. And you just hear, Dad! No! And you hear, doo, doo, you hear him fighting. You see <laughs> fighting. Over, and you see a quick flash that makes him do decapitating him. And so... You go into inside his memory. And so the Mandalorian, what if Boba Fett at first... He kind of agrees to help him just so he can hunt down the last of the Jedi. Oh, that's good. He can hunt him down. But then... So as, then they're together. As he's going there and he, see, he sees, look, the Jedi got beat. The Jedi got... He starts to feel bad. They got kind of... You know, I saw Luke. He kind of bested me, whatever. The Jedi, I didn't really realize, or C6, that kind of hurt them. <laughs> Boba Fett is... He kind of... Boba Fett is a progressive liberal whoa. who hates the Trump voters. Whoa. And he says, I'm going to hunt them down. But then, then he goes on his journey. He goes his journey through Mar- the heartland of America. He goes, I love them. It, well, he doesn't love them, but he goes, I understand. I understand. But, I understand. but that's so cool because, so he would be obviously way better than Dan because Dan sucks. And he'd be helping them track them and he would have these connections. Maybe he'd even have clone, ex-clone brothers. You can, see, cool. you can see him with clones and yeah. maybe they know, they know. Maybe he knows Rex. Maybe Electra Rex. Who knows? Maybe he knows where Ahsoka is. Who knows? And maybe he's got a little shrine to Mace Windu. Maybe he found Mace Windu's, I don't know. Boba Fett is awesome. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> Maybe Boba Fett like found Mishwin's lightsaber and he kind of has it. He uses it later. Who knows? That's kind of his trophy. What? You know what I bet it's going to be? Is it... Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Uh... And the story there is just to put a point on it. The story is as Dan warms and tries to find a place as a better place as a father finds find a place for this child Boba Fett is teaching him but also he's getting over his hate. He's also yeah, that's learning good. the Jedi are getting better. The Jedi are other people he used to know. They mm-hmm. are better. I love it. Um, what it's probably going to be is, hey, I was in the Sarlacc pit for uh, 30 years. I'm back. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm back. For eight years. I think I'm back and I make one cameo appearance. You know what would be really cool is if the next episode just cold opens. With him coming out of Sarlacc. Or, <laughs> or footage of Return of the Jedi. Uh, and then it's just his episode. Like, you know, Lost. Uh, you ever watched Lost? I watched Lost. And yeah, Lost would do stuff like that all the time. So good. Yeah. That, that would work better if it was like a bounty of the week kind of story where it could just have the latitude to do crap well, like that. Well, let's be real. The show can be whatever it wants. Because it it's, it's not... It's not... Yeah. It's not... Adhering oh, to by the way, way, I mentioned this last time, but all of the core members of the cast did not appear in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Moff Gideon, who is not a really core member, but uh, what's your face? Cardoon. What's the guy's name? Grief Karga. Grief Karga. And Quill. Oh, he died. We can, we can rebuild him. IG-11. He, did he die too? The task was difficult, but not impossible. I forgot the cool characters died. Yeah. Well, that's where they had to bring Boba Fett back. The quota had to be raised. You're right. Do you think Cobb Vanth will appear ever I just want to see... In this show, I want no humans. Mandalorian's the only human. That's... Mandalorian's the only human. I just want the cool underbelly of Star Wars. Yeah, the scum. Gamorian Gamorian Guard. Gamorian. Gamorian. Whatever. whatever. Gamorian. Gamorian Guard. Uh, IG-11. Jawas. Jawas? Jawas? Sure. More... So, I don't know. I would be fine if those characters never showed up again, to be honest. What if the Jawas... Those characters can all... Yeah. The next next episode, it could start with Mandalorian 
getting uh, a call, and he's it's uh, who, who could it be? It's 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 a message from Grief Karga saying, "Yeah, we're dead. Forget about <laughs> us. Move on." And that's it. It's just that would be <gasps> so bad. that would be the worst TV retcon writing of all time. I would accept it. No, here's how you do it. You get a hologram and it's from Grief Karga. He's oh my friend Grief, and it goes on there. It's Moff Gideon. He goes Moff Gideon, <laughs> and he goes, "Yes, I'm Giancarlo. I hate you. It's just me. I kill Grief Karga, and I also kill the Cara Dune lady. And you know that lady in Episode Four? I killed her too." <laughs> I don't know if you actually liked her. Also, I rebuilt IG-11. I've revived Quill. They're back. They're they're back. They're headed your way. (laughs) They're headed your way, and they're going to bring you to me. But, like, no, what if he brings them? No, he also goes, also, no hard feelings. Keep the child. Keep the child. It's all good. Clean slate. It was misunderstanding. (laughs) The Emperor's clone, he was was whispering. Oh gosh! What? <laughs> let's, just, let's just talk about that for five minutes, two minutes. Okay. So, Mandalorian, I'm watching it. Episode nine had not, had not come out yet. Mm-hmm. We now know the Emperor is alive and well. Mm-hmm. So, is Yoba the science experiment? Is that connected to? No, they're gonna forget about that. They're they're gonna go. Oh, episode nine, people did. Okay, people didn't like. We made money back, but people didn't like it. Let's just push that <laughs> over here. Back the Disney vault. How could we have Moff Moff Gideon? So he's the one who's got the dark saber. He yeah. cl- clearly hates Mandalorians because he's using the weapon of other people against them, right? Boba Fett sees that and goes, "That's my religion. I'm gonna fight him." Final battle should not be between. It should be between Moff Gideon and Mandalorian. It'd be really cool. But the whole time, so Moff Gideon in this power vacuum, he's the first one the Emperor reaches out to. He says, "Find me a new vessel." <laughs> and he's like, "Yes, yes, Master." In return, with the spirit, you... the spirit of the Emperor. Yeah, he says, okay. "In return, I will." make you the, the new admiral or whatever the new grand admiral that'd be cool they should have set that up but yeah it's cool here's a question will Ezra Ahsoka or Admiral Thrawn appear in this series no okay well that's all I have to talk about actually gonna... actually didn't they confirm Ahsoka will be, Ahsoka in, will be in it she's put by Rashida Jones <laughs> no uh, Rosario Dawson Rosario Dawson <laughs> please don't look at me ever that was terrible Rashida no Jones. I mean Rashida Jones is from the office that'd be a weird yeah, cast but it, would, it would be weird yeah, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, she, apparently she's evil, but I think she looks cool, so I, I'm looking forward to it. She's evil. Apparently, her. Uh, never mind. Who cares? This is stupid. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Her what? Her her servant or something. Her servant did something bad. Whatever. Who cares? Anyway, episode seven out of ten. Six out of ten. Six. Anyway, three out of five. Anyway, we will now watch episode two. Maybe. I'm good. Or get some pizza. I'm hungry. I'm hungry too. I gotta eat. You can. You can. This, do this has been a sumptuous feast. Of this was good. I'm I'm glad we're back on the saddle. We're back. Um, May force be with you, <laughs> and also with you, and also with you, listeners. America right now. Oh God. We're in a dark time. Dark and winter. It's easy to lose hope. Coronavirus election. Just remember. Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Ahsoka's being played by Kamala Harris. <laughs> oh my gosh! It'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm speaking. I'm speaking. <laughs> That would be great. Mandalorian comes up to her. Hey, have you? I'm speaking. Hey, I'm. Hey, my name's Mandalorian. I'm speaking, sir. Actually, I just want to ask you. I'm speaking. That'd be so good. Anyway, America. No matter what side you believe in, what side? No matter what side you're on of anything. Any anything. If you're Russian, if you're Chinese, if you're American. Oh, okay. Turn to Star Wars. Star Wars. Turn to Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. 
talking about Star Wars and each other. Those are the three things you need in life. Okay. And we hope that this can be a beginning of return to the great ideals that George Lucas put out for us. We're on the same team. On the same team. We all, we, we can we can all enjoy Star Wars together or hate it together. That too. That too. I know that's brought us together. Hate. Maybe <laughs> strong. Swelling in me. Anyway, may the force be with you, America. Stay strong. Count the votes. <laughs> Goodbye.